Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 175 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading the third chapter of Zechariah today, and our focus is on how God cleans the excrement off of his people and solves their sin problem in one day. And if that doesn't make sense yet, I trust it will make sense over the next few minutes. So thanks for joining us. I want to point you to our website, Bible2021.com. That's where you can subscribe to the show with various links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. We also have show notes, transcripts, a way to contact us, all that kind of good stuff. Zechariah is the penultimate book of the Old Testament, which means next to last. And I learned the word penultimate from an old Monty Python sketch, and it's one of my favorite words in the English language. Zechariah is a really, really interesting book. It's terribly underrated. Lots of fascinating prophecies and tons of angels and heavenly beings in this book. And, and it's, uh, it's almost never preached on for whatever reason. And it's written around the same time as yesterday's minor prophet book, which was Haggai. So here's the setting of Zechariah. The people of God had been taken into captivity by the Babylonians. As we talked about yesterday, God had sent prophet after prophet to them. He called them to repentance over and over and over and over again. And sometimes they relented and followed him for a short time. But for the most part, they went their own way. Judges 21-25 describes the people of God by saying, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And even after they got a king, pretty much the same thing. The people, the kings, almost all of them did what was right in their own eyes. So God warned them and warned them. He sent prophets to them like Jeremiah, who in Jeremiah chapter 3 says, Return, unfaithful Israel. This is the Lord's declaration. I will not look on you with anger, for I'm unfailing in my love. This is the Lord's declaration. I won't be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. You've rebelled against the Lord your God. You've scattered your favors to strangers under every green tree and have not obeyed my voice. This is the Lord's declaration. Return, you faithless children. But God's people would not return. No matter how loudly he called them, They kept playing the harlot, turning away from him to worthless idols in the pursuit of sinful things. And so God allowed punishment to come to them. The Babylonians had come into Judah and Benjamin and totally desolated it, destroying the temple and taking people away. During the time of Zechariah, though, after the people were returning from exile, there was a glimmer of hope. God was on the moon. Move. Zechariah 1.3 says, this is what the Lord of hosts says, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. And that gets us to today's chapter. Let's read it. And now I've got to warn you, it's a little uh, out there. It's very interesting. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. This is a vision of Zechariah. Then he showed me the high priest Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord with Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. May the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Isn't this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed with filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. So the angel of the Lord spoke to those standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to him, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with festive robes. Then I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So a clean turban was placed on his head, and they clothed him in garments while the angel 
of the Lord was standing nearby. Then the angel of the Lord charged Joshua, This is what the Lord of armies says. If you walk in my ways and keep my mandates, you will rule both my house and take care of my courts. I will also grant you access among those who are standing here. Listen, high priest Joshua, you and your colleagues sitting before you. Indeed, these men are a sign that I am about to bring my servant the branch. Notice the stone I have set before Joshua. On that one stone are seven eyes. I will engrave an inscription on it. This is the declaration of the Lord of armies. And I will take away the iniquity of this land in a single day. On that day, each of you will invite his neighbor to sit under his vine and fig tree. This is the declaration of the Lord of armies. So let's go back to Zechariah 3, verse 3. It says, Now Joshua was dressed with filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. And I need to tell you up front, the word there, it doesn't really mean filthy. The translators are being uh, gentle with us. It's the Hebrew word there, so, and it means soiled as if excrementitious filthy, pooped on. The word there has the meaning of poop. That's what excrement is. Why was Joshua the high priest covered in poop? Well, Pastor Tim Keller here gives us the answer and also explains how God would clean his people in a single day. In Zechariah 3, we have a vision, and it's a vision of the high priest at the time, Joshua. Zechariah 3, 1 says, He showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the Lord, and that's the high priest on the day of Yom Kippur, because he's standing before the Lord. Then Zechariah was thunderstruck to see this. The word says Joshua was dressed in garments covered in excrement. Zechariah is appalled. How could any high priest get on the day of Yom Kippur into the presence of God with any dirt on him, even lint, for crying out loud? How in the world was it possible that he would get back in there with excrement? How could he have gone through all those washings, the ablutions, the praying, all the dressing and redressing that a high priest would have to do on the day of atonement and still have excrement on him? How could that have happened? And the only possible answer is that God is giving Zechariah a vision of what you and I look like in his eyes. No matter how hard we wash, no matter how hard we try to atone for our past, how our sin, no matter how hard we try to get the darn spot out, we still look like that. Our egocentrism, our self-centeredness, our sinfulness. So Zechariah was sure, of course, that fire would come from the Lord and Joshua would be completely demolished and consumed but that's not what happens in the vision. He's just as shocked to hear the Lord say, take off his filthy clothes. See, I will take your sin off so I can clothe you in costly garments. Then God went on and said, I'm about to bring my servant the branch and he will remove the sin of this land in a single day. What? Well, of course, it's a prophecy. Zechariah is a prophet. What kind of prophecy is he making? It's kind of crazy. It's God saying, you know how every year you have to go back and over and over again, you have to keep doing all these sacrifices over and over again. In the future, I will send my servant, the branch, whoever that is, and he's going to clothe you. He's going to make you clean and he's going to take away your sin in a single day in one stroke. When did that happen? Well, centuries after Zechariah's vision, there was another Joshua who came. Joshua, Jeshua, Jesus, it's the same word in the Hebrew. 
Jesus came and he was standing as our priest on the night before he died, but nobody knew it. He prayed the night before he went and God turned his back on him. Remember, Jesus sanctified himself for our sakes. He set himself apart to die for us and everybody betrayed him. Everybody abandoned him. Nobody prayed for him. Nobody supported him. He wasn't clothed in beautiful garments and linen. He was stripped naked. He wasn't bathed except in human spit. What was he doing on the cross? He was getting our filth on him so that we could get his righteousness. He was securing for us an eternal redemption. How? He didn't bring in the blood of goats and calves, but rather, according to the word of God, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So friends, that is the gospel. The blood of innocent and spotless and clean Jesus sacrificed for us cleanses us from our excrementitious, filthy sins. Praise be his name. Let's close with our verse of the month for June, Daniel 6, 23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.